is about a lady who has had an issue of blood for 12 years. And she had went to many physicians. Many physicians. And none could cure that which she was suffering from. Not one. She had spent all that she had. So she was now penniless. And spending all that she had, she received no help at all. None of the physicians that she had visited could help her. They'd all been paid a handsome amount of money. And none could help her. But she's going to have a divine encounter with the great physician. And he requires no money. None. Nothing from us. Nothing at all. Turn, if you would, to Mark chapter 5. The name of the message is just a touch. Just a touch. And we will see the word certain again. Describing this woman as a certain woman. Her name, her name is not important. She's one of God's sheep. But her name's not mentioned because just like every other one of God's sheep, she shall be healed. And who gets all the glory for it? The Lord Jesus Christ gets all the glory, doesn't he? All the honor and all the praise. Look at this in Mark chapter 5. It seems to be that she's heard of Christ. And now she seeks him. Mark chapter 5, starting in verse 24, we'll read all the way to verse 34. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. Now, man had come and told him that, that his daughter was sick, and so the Lord, the Lord was going with him. And much people followed him. So as he moved, they moved with him. And thronged him. They were in close with him. In a certain woman, one of the Lord's sheep from eternity, a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years. 12 years she'd been suffering with this issue of blood. 12 years. That would drain her, wouldn't it? 12 long years. And look at this, and had suffered many things in, of many physicians, went to many physicians, and suffered much by them. They couldn't help her. And had spent all that she had, everything she had. We don't know if she was a wealthy lady, but if she was, she's not anymore. 
She has nothing now. Nothing. She has nothing to bring to the great physician. Nothing. Just like us, eh? We come to Christ, we have nothing. We're bankrupt (laughs) spiritually. She had nothing, it says. And she spent everything that she had and nothing was bettered. Nothing. But rather, look at this, grew worse. Oh, it sounds like us in religion too, doesn't it? The more we try to do on our own, the worse it gets. My. So she went to all these other physicians and none could help her. All kinds of religions out there, isn't there, for for sinners that they think that are, oh, it'll work. They're just like these empty physicians. They'll take money, won't they? Oh, yeah. They'll take money. Just turn your TV on and listen to them televangelist guys that are robbing people. They'll take money. Oh, yeah, they'll take money faster than you can blink. But they can't help you. Can't help you at all. Can't help anybody. Matter of fact, they're dead in trespasses and sins just like everybody else. Except for God's people who are born again by the Holy Spirit of God. So she grew worse. Look at this. When she heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. She had heard of him. Somehow she had heard of him. She had heard of the great physician. She heard, because remember, his fame went all abroad, right? She heard, she, she, and she came in, she came in behind him. Because you see, we're going to see this, according to Levitical law, because she had the issue of blood, she was unclean. And she wasn't even supposed to be there. She thought, if I can but touch the hem of his garment. Look at this. First she said, verse 28, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. My. She'd went to all these other physicians and none of them could help her. And all she says is, if I can just but touch his hem, just touch the hem of his garment. I'll be made whole. That's a big change, isn't it? Someone who spent everything they have and all these worthless physicians and she's heard about Christ and she says, if I but just touch him, I'll be whole. My. Look at this. And straightaway the fountain of her blood was dried up instantaneously. Remember as the other healings we've seen in instant, instantaneous healing, and they're made whole. There's no recovery time. Nothing. They're just made whole, just like that. Look at this. This is, this is incredible. And straightway, as soon as she touched the, the, the hem of his garment, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague. 
My goodness. Could you, could you imagine how she felt? Twelve years she suffered with this. Being the various doctors, and they made it worse rather than better. And she just what touches the hem of his garment. And she's made whole. She feels that plague leaving her. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him. Look at that. Now remember too, now she has an issue of blood, right? So she's not supposed to touch anybody because anybody she touches is then made unclean. But we're not talking about a normal man here, are we? We're talking about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The one who the leper, he, he touched the leper. And the leper was made whole. And nothing, he, he wasn't defiled at all. Now if you touch the leper, they, they considered you defiled too. But see, why wasn't he defiled? Because he's sinless. She touches him and he's not defiled at all. But she's healed. Oh my. That's good news for sinners, isn't it? Oh. Oh my, it's good news for sinners. And Jesus immediately knowing that in himself, that virtue had gone out of him, turned about in the press. So he turns about to all these people. And remember, he's not asking this for information. He already knows who touched him. He already knows who reached out and touched him. He knows it was one of his lost sheep. He knows he's been healed. And remember, this, this isn't happening by chance. This is all by divine providence. This is all, we are seeing God's will in this narrative, in everyone that we read of these encounters with Christ, we are seeing God's will come to pass right before our eyes. That which was planned and purposed from eternity. My. And so he asked, who touched me? Again, this is not for information. He wants her to confess. Right? With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Right? We cry out, don't we? We gladly tell folks about what Christ has done for us. <laughs> He saved me. <laughs> he saved me. Look at this. And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. There's look God looking at one of his sheep. My, oh my. But the women fearing and trembling. Now that's how we come before the Lord, isn't it? Fear and trembling. When he's drawn us to him, we come shaking in our boots, don't we? And he says, fear not. Fear not. Oh, my. Knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him. Now, that is the best place to be. Fallen down before the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And told him all the truth said, Lord, I knew if I but touched the hem of your garment. We can, we can bring that forth because of what we see. She says, for, for, she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I'll be whole. She said, she probably told him, Lord, I, I, 
I knew if I just touched your, your clothes, I'd be made whole. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. He's not just talking about the issue of blood here now. That's a physical healing, right? Oh, he's talking about spiritual healing here too now. Right? Thy faith. God-given faith. God-given faith. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. Oh my, what wonderful words to sinners. Thy faith hath made thee whole. We can each take that, can't we? Thy faith, thy God-given faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. Go out these doors in peace if you're a born-again believer. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. In a world full of turmoil, go in peace. Go in peace. And be whole of thy plague. So he's not only made her whole from the plague, but he's made her whole spiritually. She's born again of the Holy Spirit of God. What made her reach out like that? God-given faith. What made her seek the great physician rather than any other physician? Well, she'd wasted everything on these physicians that didn't help her. And then she goes to the great physician and immediately she's made whole. Just like that. Oh, my. Now, in these encounters that we looked at so far, we've clearly seen God's providence at work, haven't we? And I've really enjoyed it because it, it brings forth the power of our Savior. The fact that he's God in the flesh. And then I love how he reacts to sinners. I love how he reacts to his people. Again, he didn't ask this question, who touched my clothes, for information. He knew one of his sheep touched his clothes. And he wanted her to tell, tell him what, she, what he'd done for her. And not only did he tell the Lord, but all who were around her too, didn't they? And she had found the one, she had been brought to the one who could make her whole. Physically and spiritually. See, we all fell in Adam, didn't we? We're dead in trespasses and sins. So we come into this world in sin. But when we're born again by the Holy Spirit of God, we're made whole. We're still sinners until we go home to glory. But now we're born again. Now we have a hope. As I said, a hope that we We've never seen, but yet we, by the eye of faith, we look to Christ. We look to him. By God-given faith. And she has went to the only one who can help a needy sinner. Are you a sinner? That's the question. Are you a sinner? Are you a sinner? Only Christ can help sinners. He says, I didn't come to, to... to save those who, who di- don't need to be helped, right? The whole. No. No, he came to save sinners. Now, 
as I mentioned in Sunday school, whether we believe we're a sinner or not, we're still a sinner. The question is, God showing you you're a sinner? Because if he shows you you're a sinner, and if he regenerates you and gives you faith to believe, you're going to flee to the only one who can help you. (laughs) And every believer is a monument to the grace of God. We don't feel like monuments, do we? But we are. We're monuments to the grace of God. As Brother Travis said, look what the Lord's done in us. Look what he's done for us. It leaves us in awe. We're so undeserving. We don't deserve this grace. That's what makes it amazing grace. Because it's freely given to us by the mercy and grace of God. So she come to the only one who could heal her, the great physician. And this sickness was not by accident. Not at all. No. This sickness, just like the, the leprosy we saw last week in the ten lepers, it wasn't by accident. It was for the glory of God. God had, had uh, purposed and planned that Christ would be there at that exact time and that she would reach out and touch the hem of the gar- garment by God-given faith. It all been purposed by God. It all been planned by God to bring glory to him. And it's God who bought this chosen sinner to Christ. Thy people shall be made willing in the day of thy power. Just same as for every believer, right? It's God who's bought us to himself. It's God who saved us. So we hear, see here an amazing healing of a sick woman healed by the great, great physician, the one who's full of compassion, the one who's full of grace and mercy. You will not find anyone in this world more merciful than Christ. You will not find anyone in this world more compassionate than Christ. You will not find a friend that is closer to you than Christ. Now, we're close to our spouses. We're close to our family, aren't we? But I'll tell you what. You'll never find anyone close as him. And I know, I know the passion that we have for our families and for our friends. It's nothing compared to the love that Christ has for his people. Not even scratching the surface. You moms think of how much you love your children. Right? It doesn't even compare to how much Christ loves us. Isn't that incredible? Doesn't even doesn't even scratch the surface. And that's that's a great love. That's a great love. And he's loved this lady, the one who he said, who touched me? He's loved her from eternity. And you know what? He's loved every one of us as believers from eternity. Just let that sink in this week. He's loved me from eternity. It's true. If God is everlasting, and he is. If God is eternal, and he is then his love is eternal, right? Therefore, his love for his sheep is eternal. 
It's unchanging. And here's one of his lost sheep just reaching out just to touch the hem of his garment. Praise God. This is he who was, who was said, he eateth with publicans and sinners. Well, praise God he does. We're publicans and sinners, aren't we? Praise God he eats with publicans and sinners. See, those, those rich religious Pharisees, they, boy, they, oh, they just hated our king. They just hated him. They thought that he was going to take away all their standing and all this stuff. They were looking at earthly things, weren't they? You know, the poorest saint is richer than any man in this world. In Christ. It's true. My oh my. This world is full of trouble and pain. We've all experienced it, haven't we? But there's one who's the friend of sinners. His name is the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is he who this lady sits before. She's gone to the only one who could help her. Again, she comes with nothing. Everything she had is gone. But she says, oh, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be whole. And she was made whole by the power of God. Turn if you would. Leviticus chapter 15. Now the woman in our text again had an issue of blood which rendered her ceremonially unclean. She couldn't go to the temple to worship. She was to be outside the camp just as the lepers because the law commanded all this due to her issue of blood which made her unclean according to the law of Moses. So even her being in that throng of people, she wasn't supposed to be there. According to the Levitical law. But our great God, he has a divine appointment for her. (laughs) He has a divine encounter for her. Look at this in Leviticus chapter 15, verse 7. It says, And he that touches the flesh of him that hath the issue... So wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the even. So even the one that they touched was unclean. Then verse 15, it says, or verse 19 of Leviticus 15, it says, And if a woman have an issue, and her issue in her flesh be blood, she shall be put apart seven days, and whosoever touches her shall be unclean until the evening. Now look at that. She touched Christ, but he wasn't made unclean because he's the sinless, the sinless God-man. Isn't that amazing? He can touch a sinner and not be defiled. See, if you or I, if she touched you or I, we'd be defiled. But she touched the great physician. Oh, what hope for sinners. Oh, what hope for sin. Just reach out. By faith, just look to him and live. He says, look unto me and live. 
says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Have you come to Christ? Oh, I pray God will give you faith to come to him. His yoke is easy. And his burden is light. Because he's done it all. He's done it all. Salvation is accomplished by Christ. Therefore, his, his burden is easy. We just walk by faith. Now That's hard for us to do, isn't it? But it's God-given faith. Faith from our great God to trust in Christ no matter what comes our way. We just keep looking to him, don't we? Thousand may fall on one side, ten thousand on another. And God just keeps us looking to him. My, what a great thing he's done. And continues to do for us. Now go back to, go back to uh, Mark chapter 5. And, and I'm going to read that last part of that verse in Leviticus 15, 19. And whosoever touches her shall be unclean until the even. My, oh my. Keep that in mind for further reference. And we can under, understand why she came behind him then. She didn't want to be publicly seen. She figured, I can just go in with that whole throng and no one will even really know who I am. People who were close to her probably knew what, she, what, what ailed her. But she probably thought, well, there's so many people they won't even know. And I'll just go in behind him and just touch his garment. And she knew that when she touched Christ, she was unclean according to the law. And at the same time, let us take note of the high position which our Lord occupies in working the cure for this woman. He's a great high priest. He's our great high priest. He's the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. He bestows health in ceremonial cleanliness. And yet in doing so, he does not contract anything back. Because he's perfect. He's sinless. He's spotless and undefiled by sin. Praise God for a sinless, spotless sacrifice, the Lord Jesus Christ. A perfect Savior. Perfect. Perfect in thought. Perfect in deed. Perfect speaking. Absolutely perfect. Sinless. And aren't you thankful that we who are God's people, we who are unclean by our natural birth, we who are sinners by nature and by choice are now made clean. Clean by the precious, precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Did you have an interest in the blood of Christ before the Lord saved you? No interest, did we? None. Now we sure have an interest, don't we? <laughs> we proclaim that we're saved. 
by the shedding of his precious, precious blood. And it's precious blood to God's people. Oh, it's so precious. It cleansed me from all my sin. My, it's amazing. God's grace is amazing. Look at verse 24. It says, And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. So there's a great amount of people following our king, following our Lord. And, and there's a certain woman in the midst, again, not there by chance or luck, but right there by divine appointment. And what caused this woman to be amongst that great throng of people? Well, God-given faith. It says, And a certain woman had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and spent all that she had. It was nothing better, but rather grew worse. Beloved, none but Christ can, can cure the sick state that we're in by birth. None but Christ can cure that state. 12 years, this woman had dealt with this issue of blood. 18 years for the woman in the synagogue with the spirit of infirmity. 38 years for the man at the pool of Bethsaida. All the same in a hopeless, helpless condition until they had a divine encounter with a great physician. Until they had a divine encounter with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And she'd suffered many, many things of these many... Physician, she shot so so much so that it made her even worse, made her condition even worse than it was in a natural state. She tried all kinds of means. They probably gave her all. Well, try this concoction and try this and try that, and it made her worse. The scripture says, made her worse. All that stuff made her worse. All that skill, that medical skill, had proved unable to cure this incurable disease. Just like religion in your own works. It cannot cure the... Religion in your own works cannot cure the incurable disease of sin. Cannot do it. We cannot make ourselves righteous. Scripture says there's none righteous, no, not one. There's none that understandeth. There's none that seeketh after God. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. We're saved by God's mercy and grace. So all those physicians were like religion. Couldn't help, couldn't help a sinner. Twelve long, weary years had been spent in battling with this disease. And relief seemed no nearer than at first. Hope was deferred. And it made her heart sick. Scripture says in Proverbs 13, 12, Hope deferred maketh the heart sick, but when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. When hope comes, when hope comes, it's a tree of life. What a hope we have in Christ, beloved. And it's a tree of life for us because our hope is Christ. My, what a hope we have now. We, we didn't have any hope before, and we made our hearts sick, as the Scripture says. I, I was terrified of death before the Lord saved me. Now I don't fear death. Again, it's but a doorway. 
Now, will we all tremble when we come to die? Yeah. But God will give us grace, won't he? And it'll be but a doorway. And like I said this morning in Sunday school, could you imagine this? Here we are. Here we are. The scripture says the, that we don't see him and yet we hope in Christ. In the minute, the second, the millisecond we breathe our last breath, we open our eyes and see Christ. Oh, my. Going to take our breath away. If, <laughs> literally, won't it? <laughs> oh, my. We're going to see him face to face. My. What a hope we have, beloved. What a hope we have in Christ. So 12 years she'd been going through this. Look at verse 27 and 28. When she had heard of Jesus, come in, came in in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. This woman had heard of Jesus. Somehow she'd heard about him. And by God-given faith, now she seeks him, right? Now she seeks him. She'd heard of him. Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God, she heard of him. Oh, my. She may have heard of some of the great miracles he'd done. My, oh, my. And God does not bypass the appointed means of grace. Faith cometh by hearing again, and hearing by the word of God. By the grace of God, the sower, the Holy Spirit of God, caused her to hear about him. And the Holy Spirit gave her faith, regenerated her, gave her faith to believe in Christ, gave her faith to go and just, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. And now she's reaching out. She's exercising that faith. We exercise our faith, don't we? When faith's given to us, it's our faith. But the faith has one object, and that's Christ. That's who she's reaching out to. We do exercise our faith. We do reach out to Christ. We do look to him, don't we? But it all comes because God's done a work in us. And so she's reaching out. She's reaching out to him. Just touch the hem of the garment of the great physician. I'll be made whole. And notice the humbleness, too, of the woman in the midst of her faith. She comes behind Christ. She doesn't just run before him and say, I'm going to touch your garment right now. No, she doesn't. She's just humbly coming behind him. Oh, my. God-given faith is always mixed with humility. Always mixed with humility. Because why? Because God's people make their headquarters in the dust. Our headquarters are at the feet of Christ, aren't they? That's where our headquarters are. We know what we are. We know, we know what Christ has done for us, and we rejoice. My. The higher views we have of the Lord and his grace and mercy, the lower views we have of our own understanding and of ourselves. So let us take note then of the humbleness of this woman in coming to Christ. And remember, we can always approach the king. We who are God's people can always approach the king. He's always there to listen. 
He doesn't sleep. He's always there to listen. I often tell folks, you know, you can call me anytime. Anytime. I don't care. But people say, well, yeah, you know, I know that, but, but sometimes they don't, right? Call me anytime. But our God, we can talk to him anytime. And we need sleep, right? God doesn't, he doesn't sleep. You can talk to him anytime. Isn't that wonderful? We can boldly come before the throne of grace in Christ and only because of Christ. Anytime we want. And notice God's people come to Christ. Notice in all these encounters, the God's people come to Christ. He comes, he seeks them out, but they're, they're seeking him too, aren't they? My, oh my. It says in Scripture, and it shall come to pass in that day that the great trumpet shall be blowing, and they shall come which were ready to perish in the land of Assyria, and the outcasts in the land of Egypt, and shall worship the Lord in the holy mount at Jerusalem. Oh, God's people being drawn from all over the world to sit at the feet of Christ. To sit at the feet of Christ. Now, this woman desired to be healed. Obviously, she desired to be healed. She went to the wrong physicians for many times, and now she's gone to the great physician. And her eyes were not upon Christ when she went to all these other physicians, but now her eyes were on him. Now her eyes are on him. Look at verses 27 and 28 again. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment, for she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. If I can just touch him, I'll be whole. So she reaches out. Just to touch the hem of his garment. She reaches out and touches just the hem. And remember, this is one of the Lord's sheep reaching out to him. This is one of his people reaching out to him. One of the ones the Father gave him in eternity, reaching out to him. He's not going to slap her hand, right? Never. 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 Someone says, oh, I'm such a sinner. Flee to Christ. He's the only hope of sinners. He's the hope of the hopeless, right? Amen. He's the hope of the hopeless. So what a picture we hear of a see here of a sinner coming to Christ, the only one who can save us from our sins. The only one who can make the blackest sinner whiter than snow. It's Christ Jesus our Lord. And she's she's caused to come by by sweet constraining grace. She's bought to Christ. Sweet, constraining grace, just like every one of us. Cords of love, he draws us to himself. Cords of love, beloved. Cuts off those cords of sin which bind us up. Proverbs talks about the cords of sin abound us up. He cuts those cords. Sets us free. Remember that bird dipped in blood last week? Set free. Set free. Oh, and she says, I shall be whole. I shall be saved. John Gill says the words, I shall be whole, can be interpreted, I shall be saved. 
saved from her disease, which she had no deliverance from, from any other doctor. They'd given her prescriptions back then. They'd make concoctions and different things that they would drink and, and eat, and none of them worked. She said, but I, but touches him, I'll be whole. And look, at what, look at verse 29. And straightway the fountain of her blood dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Gone. Immediately. What a miracle of grace before us. One who is defiled is now made whole. Oh, the sinner dipped in the fountain of Christ's blood comes out wider than snow. Wider than snow. My, oh my. This sinner has finally found rest. This lady has finally found rest. Twelve years of toil with this. She's found rest, beloved. She's found healing by the great physician. And the sinner who comes to Christ bankrupt, and I mean bankrupt, with nothing, nothing in our hands, is a humble, needy sinner, a bankrupt sinner, and commits their eternal soul to the Lord Jesus Christ, believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, shall be saved. What was Paul's word to that Philippian jailer? He says, what must I do to be saved? Paul says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shall be saved. And he was. He was saved. Oh, think of this. The burden falls from her shoulders. She's healed, beloved. She's healed. My. One look at Jesus is more valuable than years of sackcloth and ashes. And the only way to have peace with God is in and through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only way. Let's read the rest of this text here. Verses 30 to 33. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched me. The disciples are like, we can't tell you. Look at how many people are around us. <laughs> that would be our answer too, wouldn't it? <laughs> what? I don't know, Lord. <laughs> Again, he's not asking for information either. That's what makes it a little, a little funny there. But their reaction is just like our reaction would have been if we'd been there. Right? Oh, my. And they say, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest, Who touched me? Oh, my. And he looked round about to see her. He looked at her. Look at that. He looked at her, beloved. He looked at her. He knew who touched him. He looked at that lost sheep who had been saved, who had been made whole. And we're going to find out we, she is made whole. She is made whole. And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. And the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him, told him all the truth. Don't we fall down before Christ and say, I'm just a sinner, Lord. Save me or I die. Save me or I perish, Lord. We are open with our King, aren't we? 
He already knows everything about us. He already knows all our weakness, all our sinfulness, all our frailties. And we just come to Him and Lord, oh Lord, save me. Save me. My. But our Lord, again, is not asking who touched Him for information. He knows. And, and we see here the necessity of confessing Christ. Confessing Christ. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. This woman came and told the Savior publicly, in front of everyone, all the truth. All the truth. She told the Lord Jesus all about her plague and the power of his grace she experienced within. She told, she told him, I just touched your garment and I'm healed. <laughs> and I bet you she was excited that she was telling them this. I bet you she was amazed. And don't we do the same thing? We who are the born-again, blood-washed people of God, the saved believer, we tell others of the great things the Lord had done for us. We do. As the Lord opens the door, we tell them. We don't have to slam the door open. We don't have to stick our foot in the door. I did that in religion. It doesn't work. No, we just... Tell people the great things God done for us when God opens the door, and that's what's called the door of utterance. Paul Paul prayed for those and asked the believers to pray for him for doors of utterance. And when the door of utterance was open, he told people the great things God had done for him. So our confession is all about what Christ has done for us. Now look at verse thirty four, and he said unto her daughter, Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Go in peace. I love those words. Thy faith had made thee whole. Right? Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. So not only is she physically made whole, but she's spiritually made whole now. She's still a sinner, just like we are, until we breathe our last breath and go home to be with the Lord. We don't believe in the nonsense of sinless perfection. It just is, it's not real. We are sinners until we breathe our last breath and then we step into glory. We're, we're, gonna have, we're, we're not going to sin anymore. And we can't wait for that, right? We desire that, don't we? Oh, what a day that'll be. Now here our Lord commends faith, that great work of the grace, which he himself is both the object of it, right? he's the object of the faith, and he's also the author of it, and he's also the finisher of it. My. And nothing brings such glory to Christ as that faith which looks to Christ for everything. As Paul wrote, he's my all in all. That brings glory to God. Just, just you and I trusting Christ as our all in all brings glory to God. Each day as we trust him, we don't even know it. Right? We bring him glory and honor and praise when we just trust him. Now, I, I find myself, I don't know if it's so for you, but I find myself, I, I said to Vicki this week, I said, why do I ever doubt? Why do I ever doubt when time after time and after time and after time, the Lord always provides? Well, again, he knows we're but dust. I was taken to that scripture this week. He knows we're but dust. He 
He knows our frailty. And even the way we are, he loves us with an everlasting love. My, oh my. So the believer begins by faith, trusting Christ. Trust in Christ all through our lives. And trust in Christ till we breathe our last breath. And you know how we do that? All by the grace of God. All by the grace of God. All by his glory. So marvel at the great work of grace which we have seen today done in and to this lady who had the issue of blood. And think upon this this week. Let, Let us meditate and think upon this great truth. The Lord has done the same for us spiritually. Right? We're forgiven all our sins. There is therefore now no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus. Who can bring any charge against God's elect? It's God that justifies. Marvel at that great truth. And let it just warm your heart this week. My sins are forgiven in Christ Jesus and because of his precious, precious blood. All because he's loved us with an everlasting love. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Heavenly Father, oh, we 